We're live. Oh, we are? We're hot, baby. We're hot. Well, yeah, but like you were saying shit, and then I was like, that should have been on the recording. That's how it always is. I know. <laughs> I'm like, maybe we could recreate that magic. God, this mic stand. What the? Jesus. I don't know what's going on with it. You shouldn't have pressed record. Good grief. <laughs> now your water bottle fell. Oh. No, I should have, because this is, this is us. This is us. This is us. Yeah. Oh. I gotta fix that this mic it. stand at some point because it just keeps like trying to go into <laughs> my mouth. Mine isn't doing that, so something's up with that one. I think it likes me. Like <laughs> it keeps trying to go into my mouth. <laughs> my God, that's terrible. <laughs> it's not terrible. It's just how it feels. <laughs> no microphone. No, that's inappropriate. <laughs> Hey, you're getting into some territory here that I'm going to press unrecord. Oh, my goodness. I don't know what's happening here. I wish I could stop this. Like, we actually knew this was happening, and then we recorded some stuff for you. And then we came back here to record us. And now, anyway. Okay. I'm gonna I, think you need, I think you need to um, stop it and fix it. because No, I'm not going to stop it. I'm not going to stop it. And we're here. just going to keep going on. We're fine. We're totally fine. See, look, it's it's perfect now. You fixed it. So Okay. Hey. Hey. So okay. I'm still like recovering. I completely lost my voice. Oh, I thought you meant weekend. from the last episode, like <laughs> vulnerability hangover. That's yeah, a thing. I, I always have vulnerability hangover. Always. <laughs> uh what are we drinking? Uh Jenna and Tonic. Come Jenna on. Jenna and Tonic. <laughs> We should that have a my, button for that. that. Oh, we totally should. <laughs> we need to create more buttons. Yeah, we do. Gin and tonic. <laughs> my hands are in the air. My eyes are closed. My face is scrunched when yeah. I sing that. <laughs> yeah. um, in my you know somewhat raspy voice. So mm. it's going to make me cough. <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry, everybody. So fine. Yeah. So I was sick. I was totally sick yeah. this weekend. Oh, and we kind of made it. Um, made it fun to be sick while we were in here. We did. <laughs> so um, we borrowed a projector from Kaylee. Right. And we hung uh, like a, it's a projector's yeah, screen like sort a, of. Yeah, like sheet. a movie screen. Yeah. Um, At the end of the bed. And we just spent Saturday watching movies all day. We did. And that was really fun because we don't have... A TV setup in here, so right. we usually just watch TV or movies on um, my laptop. So this was just kind of a fun way to do that. I think was we that need... Saturday? Yeah, yeah. It was because oh, Sunday you saw the little man. I did. Well, you but, you spent part of the, well yeah, it was a it little was, bit of both because it was spent... like Saturday late afternoon because yeah. I, I spent the day by myself. Yeah, on Sunday. Sorry, Saturday. Stop doing that. I know. I can hear on it. The, there's something on the cushion, okay, so I'm stop. wiping it off. <laughs> um, anyway, so, because uh, it felt like I spent all day by myself on yeah. Saturday, but then you came home. And so it was like late afternoon. Yeah. The only reason why I even care to yeah, make the to difference. to correct me. Yeah. It, the it's reason not you about care correcting to correct me. You. It's not about correcting you. It's about that before you got home, I had been binging so many of my shows, you know, stuff that I just normally watch without you, the stuff you, fantasy stuff and superhero stuff that you just don't care about. Um, 
I actually got to a point where I was like, I can't watch another show. I'm like, I am so mm. sick of TV. I just hiccuped right there. <laughs> oh my God. I am so sick of TV right now. And so I like, I shut it all off and I was like, I don't know that there's ever been a time in my entire life <laughs> when I've gotten sick and tired of TV. And I like could not bring myself to watch one more episode of anything. Because everything you really like are the shows you watch with me. This is true. The, the yeah. stuff that I really, like I have the stuff that I watch that I kind of, you know, I'm geeky about and all that kind of stuff. And it's, uh, but it's, it's not my favorite yeah. stuff. Okay. Which is kind of funny to me because it used to be my favorite stuff. And then I would just find stuff to watch yeah. with you. But no, now, now the stuff that we watch together is our favorite stuff. And the other stuff I do is just kind of like filler. Okay. So <clears throat> let's talk about binging. Okay. Because um, every time my mom has come into town to visit, um, we have something that we kind of binge with her at the end of the day right. before we all go to bed. It was the crown one yeah. time. We binged the crown with her. Uh, it's been all different it's things. Been, yeah, there's been other things. Yeah. Yeah. And breaking so, Bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, this time it was. It was Breaking Bad. And then we moved into some other shows too. I just have to say before I move into what the other shows were, Breaking Bad with my mom <laughs> was such an interesting experience. <laughs> Because um, it was wonderful. She loved it. Yeah, she's she like, was like, can "So, we, can we just watch one more? Can we, can we watch one more?" And we're like, <laughs> "It's eleven thirty at night. I have to work tomorrow. <laughs> you have to work." Wait, what was I doing? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was working on the truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a real job I had. Listen how raspy my voice is. Do you like it? That's a real job. <laughs> oh my god! I'm a smoker's life. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So many things are going through my head right now. <laughs> yeah, that's good times. That's good times. Um, <laughs> yes, you had to get up to go to work. Um, <laughs> Jesus, I I was I was doing real. <laughs> I I know, but there was no alarm clock, honey. You could. This is why we stayed up really late watching it. Okay, so there was this one episode. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, Saul, the attorney, if yeah. you've. You know, Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Um, Which we still have to watch that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Another one for the yes, list. Yeah. Um, anyway, there was this episode where Saul is at, uh, has, uh, dang it, what's his name? Um, the kid. Jesse. Jesse. He has Jesse come and meet him at this, well, I guess it was both of them, now that I think about it, maybe. Or maybe it was just Jesse. I'm so, anyway. I'm so confused as to where you're at right now. Anyway. Saul's at a nail salon getting a pedicure. <laughs> okay, okay? <laughs> and uh, and he's trying to offer them. Hey, it was just Jesse. Yeah, let's. Uh, this is a great place, f uh, like a business, yeah. for you to buy to launder your money. And your meth money. Yeah, your dirty so, meth money. Anyway, um, Saul. During this whole scene, Saul is getting a pedicure. Yeah, and all of a sudden, you go. What is that? What is that 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 they're doing to Saul? I'm like, that's a pedicure. You're like, what? And what that's happened that a weekend? No, that's a pedicure. And I'm like, yes. You mean they massage your calves? Yes. Depends on where you go, but yes. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, 
I want one of those. Yeah, what happened that weekend? <laughs> we went <and> had pedicures. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what didn't happen? You didn't get the one, the person who massaged calves. Jesus. At least not a good one. So here's. I'm telling you, it, it was fine. It yes. was okay. nothing that I would pay for. Again. So our, our daughters and I warned you <laughs> that when you go to get a pedicure, you have to sort of brace yourself a little bit because. Um, there was no bracing. No, no, no. Listen to me. You keep I, interrupting. I um, I, stop. I know stop. where you're going with the story. Stop. <laughs> um, so we warned you that there are two things to watch out for when you go to get a pedicure. Right. And one of them is for the filing off of your the bottom of your foot. Right. And that when they do this, it can either tickle or have such a sensation you want to jump out of your chair. Sure. And the other was that depending on the massage, it can actually be more painful than it is pleasurable. And um, so we go uh, and have a break day at the casino. The casino. Crescino? It's, it's another thing. Just don't worry about it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> what? Go ahead. Go now ahead. I'm curious. It's a, it's a really stupid show I watch. Don't get sidetracked. Sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Okay. So, and it's a nice salon. Not necessarily the kind that the girls and I go to to get cheap pedicures. Yeah, why don't you? What, what's the difference? The difference? Yeah, what's, I don't, I'm, I'm, Money. I'm not sure. Money's the difference. Oh, the money's the difference? What yes. What else is the difference? Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I I don't even know what's going on right now. Um, I'm just trying to back you into a corner about the the major difference. You got a nice pedicure, not a painful pedicure, which you were kind of hoping for, I think. I was hoping for a fucking calf massage. Yeah, no, that was. And I was fine if they would have. Taking a belt sander to the bottom of my feet because no, instead, tough. instead you got the that's you know, a picture. The guys no go down this mind. hall. The girls go down yes. this hall. Yeah, here's your spa robe. Here's your locker, and here's your gravity chair. Just wait in and until I got they come lost. Here. You got lost, and I'm out <laughs> wandering the halls, and I'm like, in your rope. Where am I supposed to go? I don't know where I'm supposed to be, and I had to like. And like nobody was fucking came, in there. They came and got me and I'm sitting in the chair and they're like, where is your husband? I'm like, I'm out know. wandering the fucking halls because I don't know where I'm supposed to. There's no signs and on any of the your, doors. You put your phone in the locker so I can't even like text no. you. And yeah. It and was, so finally somebody comes in the hall and I, I literally walked up to her and I'm like, I'm lost. <laughs> like I was a little kid looking for my mommy. And she's like, oh, you got to go back in the room then. And so I went back in and I'm like. Well, now I'm back in the locker room. Where I don't understand what's going on. Am I? I paid all this money to put on a robe and sit in a locker room for fuck's sake. And that was gravity chair, honey. An anti gravity. No, because I hadn't even gotten in there yet. I I didn't know where that room was. Anyway, at this one they serve you wine or a beer or some guy. Guy ordered a bottle of. Budweiser. I'm like, you're getting a he pedicure. Was, he was high class. I was like, it was dude, a bottle. Come on, Budweiser. you do not get a beers. bottle of Budweiser. He held his pinky out while he was getting his Shit. pedicure with his God. bottle of Budweiser. Yeah. Anyway, so breaking bag 
bad introduced you <laughs> to pedicures. Yeah. And you so, know what? And disappointed me all at the same time because it's no, an expectation. We're going to go to the cheap place, high. and I don't really care now. I'm like, whatever. I'll just go. Let's just go get massages sometime. Okay, done. No, I, I'm all about that. I would. I love. I we got to make massages. Um. Okay, so binging. We uh we started with Breaking Bad, and then we we moved into um. Uh, a show that we had n- never really heard a whole lot about. We started watching Yellowstone. Yeah, because I just kind of heard the. I'd seen a yeah. few clips, and I was like, eh, "It could be fun." Yeah. Um. So that was a whole binge thing, and uh, it's just a dirty cowboy <laughs> soap opera. Is all it's it is. Barely cowboy. <laughs> it's such a soap. Well, opera, <laughs> what it is is I'm noticing. Okay. So this show is created by oh, Taylor and we were Sheridan. Totally hooked, by the way. Yeah, I'm not yeah. Saying, no, I'm we not were. saying that we were immune to it. No, <laughs> it was just a dirty cowboy soap opera. Is all it was just drama, drama, drama Sorry for the all the time. Um, yes. Um, so Taylor Sheridan has created. Tasha. You're gonna be like this the whole freaking episode. Anyway, um. So we 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 get done with like four seasons of Yellowstone, right. like serious binging. We're up yeah. really late at night, yeah, we, like going we through. Binged. Um, and there's a fifth season out, but we all refuse to pay for it. So right. <laughs> right. we're waiting for it to become free, I guess. right? Or so um, we didn't. Look well, enough, we do maybe. pay a subscription, know. so it's not yeah, yeah. entirely Whatever. free. Anyway, um, so we start. Okay, well, we'll go watch the other ones, and this one had Kevin Costner. There's another one that has. Um, uh, Tim Har- McGraw, Faith Hill, and then another one that has Harrison Ford, and then he has and another Helen one. Mirren. Yeah. Um, so that one is um, 1883, and then there's um, 1923 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then there's Tulsa King, which has Sylvester Stallone. Oh, not related though. Not related. Like, well, well, well. We have our okay. we have our theories. <laughs> we have our theories, but <laughs> Yellowstone, 1883, and 1923. Or whatever. Those are all related. Those are all related. It's same storyline, same family. Right. right. Um, just different generations. But Taylor Sheridan has created other um, projects, and that is uh, Tulsa King and um, Mayor of Kingstown. Mayor of Kingstown, which is uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Renner. Yeah. So um, Tulsa King, by the way, is Sylvester Stallone. Right. I said that. Oh, you did. Yeah. I, I blanked for a second. Sorry. Um. So. We we got on this binge of Taylor Sheridan's shows, yeah. right? And um, uh, some of them are better than others. Um, this this yeah, none of them are bad. No, like I'm a huge fan now, like a yeah. huge fan. Yeah. So we kind of compared Yellowstone, different yeah. setting. Yeah. To what is that other show that we watched? That that represents like the Trump family. Um, oh, Succession. Succession. Oh, yeah. which is so good. It's too. like it's like two different worlds, but really similar oh, so kind wrong. of dynamics. So and wrong and yeah. so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, eighteen eighty three though is one season, ten episodes, no more to it. Yeah, about the, and on the Oregon Trail. That's all it's about. It is like the most beautiful allegory of. Like, I don't even know. It's like, I we walked, we finished that season and we were bawling. Like, 
Seriously. bawling. Yeah. Um, like but it, it was powerful. It is hands down the best. Yeah. Yeah. We, we actually really connected with it because there wasn't a, um, it, it was just a journey. Yeah. It's a story from starting a trek on the Oregon Trail um, or from Tennessee to uh, what ended up being Montana. Yeah. Um, but it's like a journal entry, right. a long journal entry of this one girl, the main character. And oh it's so, so profound. Good. So it's good. so profound. Yeah. So I'm, I'm teaching a, a class right now, or not teaching, I'm hosting, coaching a class right now. Um, 90 days to unfuck your mind and it's around spiritual deconstruction, that sort of thing. So I'm watching the show at the same time that I'm doing this and it's so, such a parallel to, to the journey of curiosity and learning and unlearning and adventure and all that. And, um, and yeah, we just kind of connected with that one the most, but this one with Jeremy Renner. Mayor Kingstown, Woo. so intense. Oh my gosh, totally different level. And we know so it's intense. not going to go on. Like if it does, it's <laughs> not the same because he had this accident this winter. I know. And I know. Yeah, like we only have a couple episodes left until we. No, there's one. Oh, one. We're watching the season uh, finale tonight. Tonight, okay. Yeah, and then it's just gonna hang there for us for yeah. a while. I don't know, but um, the 1923 or whatever, the 1920 something. Um, had huge hopes for it because yeah, I mean, again, it was Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford and Helen Mirren, and I mean, like amazing yeah. actors. And I'm like, this is gonna be it's so good, so epic. And it was just kind of like, meh. Well, I, I'm I'm gonna hang on because I'm trusting the rest of these. I feel that way about Tulsa King though, because uh, yeah. I really like Sylvester Stallone, but it's like all of the other shows has such. Like pivotal moments, kind of like the beginning of Grey's Anatomy where everybody could get killed and you knew it. Like the writers were not afraid to kill off the main main characters. Um, Tulsa King is not like that. And it doesn't have that same feel that the other ones had in that way. So um, it's a little less suspenseful and... Tulsa King is very much, reminds me of like a, you know, a... A late nineties, early two thousands, just gangster movie. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like it's got that get shorty feel to it. You know, it's got the, you know, the almost a Goodfellas feel to it, where you're just kind of like, yeah. you you love it. You're there in the, you know, kind of while it's going on, but it's not like you're, like you're, like you're really going through this roller coaster of what's going to happen next or whatever. Yeah, you pretty much know. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like there's this, you know, nobody takes anything real seriously. There's no real stakes, you know. Um, but it's fun. It was to- it was so yeah. much fun, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, Mayor of Kingstown is just fucking intense. Yeah. Like you're like it's an adrenaline ride. It's so intense. Yeah. 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 No, I and, and it's the Oh my god, it's, it's so it's brutal. So brutal. Too. Yeah. It's probably the worst of all of them in in those regards. But yeah. Um, the, the other thing is, is that mayor of Kingstown is the first one so far that makes no connection back to horses and Taylor Sheridan owns oh, a ranch in, right. in Texas. In yeah. fact, if you watch Yellowstone, the six, 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 
six, four sixes. Yeah. Um, the four sixes ranch um, is actually his. Is his ranch. Is his ranch. Yeah. And the horses in the movie are his. Um, I learned all this from my mom because she was doing all the <laughs> background like spoiler alerts. Because she was out yeah. big time. Um, but uh, but Jeremy Renner's, uh, uh, or I mean, um, Mayor of Kingstown doesn't have any connection with that, at least uh, so far. I haven't been so, attention to that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's our... Anyway, that's our that's our TV report. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, when you get sick and when you're... Well, let's just put it this way. When you're living in a truck um, and it's, you know, snow Snowing. out on the ground, um, you end up, you know, like finding snow. some shows. So... <laughs> You know, for two people who worked so hard to get out of Spokane during the winter. We sure spent a lot of time here. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so uh, kind of, you know, switching gears here a bit. There's been some shit going down. Like some big shit going down. Okay. Where? Because <laughs> well, I drove around Spokane today and the potholes are fucking huge. Yeah, they're massive. They're ridiculous. Now, I'm thinking of two specific things. I'm thinking about, you know, you've got another conservative uprising taking on the, the queers again, you know, and specifically the, you know, the drag shows, you mm-hmm. know, that's going on. But again, just getting fucking stupid, getting violent again. I was talking with uh, with our friend Mark last night, and oh. he was saying that- uh, Hi, Mark. <laughs> He was saying that uh, that there in Vancouver, like it, like they totally had a uh, what I was, I'm not sure what to call it. I was gonna say place where you have drag shows. What do you call that? Like a drag bar or something like that. Um, I'm sure, I'm just blanking on the specific, you know, yeah. name for it. Anyway, anyway, um, got broken into, like heavily vandalized Whoa. and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's all like that. on, like. And there's been like, uh, you know, at at uh, drag parades, like you know, like pride parades. There's been you know, like heavy protests from like neo Nazis. I mean, fucking neo Nazis with swastika flags, even. You know, and it's like these guys think they're on the right side of this. They, these guys think that what they're doing is the right thing in this. You know, um, and you know, and just like this like this continue and it, again because it's you've got this whole agenda that's being stirred up about how the the drag queens are trying to convert all your children and they have story time you know at the at the libraries and at the you know at different places and and they're cuz they're trying to convert your children and you're like or these are the most genuine sweetest caring loving people that just volunteer their time in a way that they love that's true to themselves because they think kids should have stories read to them in fun ways. So they love reading and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, no, 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 no. This is a satanic attack is what this is. And it is, it's, you know, on and on and on and on. Okay. So, so- and I'm just like, I, I, it's just, just one more Thing okay. that's gotten so fucking ridiculously out of control. It's just okay. So, oh. so we live in a country where everybody gets to believe whatever it is that they want to believe. They think they do anyway. They think they do. Yeah. They think they do. 
I, yes, I'd say um, that. But what you just described, I'm sitting here going, hmm, sounds like some church services I've been to where we get dressed up, we put makeup on, we wear a dress or we wear a suit, and we show up and we teach the little children stories and we read to them. Yeah. Except I'm not putting on the dress. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not putting on the suit. No. That's not, the big difference. Not, well, so I'm just saying, I'm, it's just, I don't know. That was just the visual that came came to mind for me. Okay, but. so I just want to be careful with something, though. Because you, you I, I understand what you're saying, but you're talking about one group that is indoctrinating children, and it's okay yeah, you're right. You're right. And that you're comparing wasn't a good it analogy. to somebody who I'm just saying. I don't think has any intention yeah. of indoctrinating at all. It's no. just about doing good and just reading stories and yeah. having fun. Yeah, I don't know why. Why are we here? <laughs> um, and the other big thing that's going on is that uh, you know, like all the banks in the in the country almost collapsed. <laughs> Okay, that's a big overgeneralization. It is not a big overgeneralization. Okay, I haven't been watching the news, but last I heard it was it is, one or two banks that were having that problem. No, no, no. Or okay. having that issue. So, so here's the thing. Here, here is what happened is that, yes, you did have a bank that failed and they had to shut their doors. And that started to cause a little mini chain reaction and of a couple others that were that were teetering on the edge as well because – what happened is the the um, the the feds actually insure bank deposits, the FDIC up to like two hundred fifty thousand dollars, right? And so that's that's like on every bank you walk into that your deposits are insured up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. But this bank in particular was uh, a bank that was particularly set up for uh, for like small business investing in like Silicon Valley, so they had deposits. Lots and lots of deposits that were well over that $250,000. And so people started freaking out that they were only insured up to two hundred fifty, but they were going to lose vast mm-hmm. amounts of hundreds of thousands of dollars beyond that. And so they started making a run on the bank, long lines of people trying to get their money out of the bank, which your money's not really in the bank. <laughs> and right. So if everybody tries to take it out at the same time, the bank can't handle that, and it will implode in on itself, which is this bank was collapsing. That was what's, what was going on. And then they started going to other banks to do the same thing because they got freaked out that this was going to be a, like a domino effect that was happening. And so you have Congress, and there's a, there's a congressman, I can't remember his name. He was actually online sharing about this. Congress, he says, he says got a call like two o'clock in the morning, like 2 a.m. at their home. And it was a Zoom call. And he says, okay. he, he opens up the Zoom call and he says, literally, not like literally almost every member of Congress was on this Zoom call at two o'clock in the morning. And they were like, we have an emergency. We need to, we need to take some action here or this whole thing is going to is going to fall like a stack of dominoes and in, and it is going to be a national crisis. And so they at like two o'clock in the morning 
decided to band together and pass some, you know, some things and release some funds and, and that sort of thing. And basically what they said is that, yes, we know that the FDIC insures you up to $250,000. If you were at this bank, we promise you that you will, that uh, funds will be made available to you. You will not lose your deposits. We promise you that. Basically stop taking your money out of the bank. Stop going to the bank. Everybody needs to chill the fuck out. That was, that was the message. Everybody needs to chill the fuck out. Stop trying to take your money out of the banks. You will cause a national collapse. If you keep doing this, we're asking you to trust us. We're going to cover your money. Jeez. Trust the government. Right. (laughs) Um, it, it seems to have worked from what I can pay attention to. It seems to have everybody kind of like took a deep breath and kind of stepped back. But here's the thing. We don't realize how close we came. It was like this overnight thing. We don't know. We don't realize how close we came again to a complete and utter collapse of our banking system because it would have just been a domino effect. That okay. Happened. So let me ask you this, and maybe you don't have the answer, but it's the question that comes to mind for okay. me. What would be so wrong with this whole thing falling apart? I mean, I understand there. It, 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 what I saw during the pandemic yeah. was that all of a sudden, um, it's like a, it's like a bad marketing. Well, or maybe a good marketing commercial where there isn't actually a problem, but we market it right and we create a problem and then we create a solution to the problem, right? That's marketing. And so it felt like that in the pandemic, not that there wasn't a real disease that we were up against, but we created a chain reaction of problems that didn't need to be problems because of fear. For sure. So- what would actually happen if it all fell apart? Because okay. we keep saving the banks. So I'll, I'll I'll put it to you in the form of a question, okay? Because um, I got nothing a, to lose. A, a couple in the of bank. Qu- yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so we think, okay? So what? Let me. Are you holding back? <laughs> okay. Please say so, yes. <laughs> yes. Please say yes. Please tell me you've been lying to me. <laughs> We're not broke. <laughs> I have squirreled away tens of dollars. <laughs> so we're outside the limits of the $250,000 backing right, from right, the government? Right, right. Oh, we're those people. Okay. Um, all of a sudden it matters now, Ooh, doesn't it? <laughs> no, I want to be insured. So, <laughs> But we okay. don't qualify for insurance. So, let's go back to your COVID example, okay? When everything shut down for COVID... What what happened to help keep things going? What happened to help keep things going? Yeah. That's How a did loaded the, question. No, 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 no. How did the government specifically step in to make sure that our economy didn't collapse? What did they do? Uh, they dropped funds into the to the states. Yes. Yeah. So, and everybody got checks, right? Right. Yeah. Right. How how was that money dispersed? Uh, two ways. At uh, the state level, um, which was then dispersed at the city levels and county or county and city yeah. levels, um, and then individually into taxpayers' accounts. What accounts? 
the ones the government owns? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> our checking accounts. Right, right. Our bank accounts. Right. If that bank collapsed, uh-huh. where is the government supposed to help? This is this is the problem. Right. So the, the like we were able to like part of the getting through all of the the COVID pandemic and all that was, you know, unemployment funds were extended and increased. You okay. know, okay, um, yeah. and so saying tell people to stay home. Businesses were given huge loans and told you don't have to pay these back. Uh, checks were dropped into into people's bank accounts so that they gotcha. can continue spending, all that kind of stuff. All in these efforts to say, it's okay for you to stay home. You're still going to be able to, to buy food. And so you could still get on your app and you could, you know, DoorDash groceries and have them dropped off. You right. The whole grocery pickup thing happened. Spending. They want it, yes, because that's what keeps the economy going. That's what okay. keeps us from collapsing in on ourselves. If... If the if there's a domino effect and the banks shut down, there there's no way to use your app to order groceries. There's no way to get a hold of cash to be able to go buy down at the corner store a gallon of milk. There's no way for unemployment funds to get into your bank account. There's there is no bank account anymore. I mean, like that that is a that is a catastrophic. So why is it a bad thing? And I'm just playing catch yeah. up here. Why is it a bad thing then for these people to respond by saying, I'm going to take my cash out? I mean, because cash in hand then sure. means that this thing you're describing doesn't actually affect them. Yeah. Because there's there's almost no such thing as cash anymore. <laughs> That's why. And so, right. so all of our... Uh, all of our monetary system is propped up on Paying zeros and ones. Through, yeah. No, zeros and ones. It's all okay. digital. Yeah. Um, and so, no, I mean, hardly anyone has mattresses stuffed with cash anymore. I mean, hardly anyone does. Hardly anyone has bank vaults, you know, with hundreds of thousands of dollars stuffed away inside mm-hmm. of them, right? Um, it's, it's now everything is in zeros and ones. Everything is digitized now. And so if those system and, and we have built this system over time because in reality, it's this system, which has created the vast amounts of wealth in the country. It's, it's not, it's not propped up on anything substantive. It's propped up on ideas. It's propped up on, um, speculation it's propped up on promises, promises, yeah, right, um, expectations of you know, and wealth is generated in that. Now, it has been in in uh, unequal distribution of wealth, no right. doubt. And so you've got you know massive. This is such a boring topic to you. You're yawning over I'm here. I'm yawning. <laughs> I'm like, what does this have to do with Twitter? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, just we could talk about Elon too if you want to. <laughs> well, no, Elon, I'm just Elon saying, lost like, more money and uh, lost enough money that he should have. He doesn't yeah, even I don't, care. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't, <laughs> it wasn't actually money in hand either. So, no, it was all so. because he even he yeah. knows it's not real. There's none of it that's real. This is the problem. The problem with us, you and me, 
is Our we money still is real. No, 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 no. We still think it's real. That's the problem. We haven't been able to transcend and and many, many, many Americans are just like us. We have not yet been able to transcend to this idea that it's all just a game. It's all just a big fucking rigged game. And so mm-hmm. what the people that actually figure that out and they and I'm not talking about they just kind of like, oh, yeah, haha, I get it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, right? No, but they they actually like, no, no, it's really just a big rig game. Those are the people that become like ridiculously wealthy and and that sort of thing. And the, because there's this mental leap that has to happen. Um, and it, so we, in this, like we, what this is like <sighs> screams at us again is how fragile the system that we have created is how incredibly fragile it is. And that we have like, like we were virtually on the precipice of the entire thing collapsing. Okay. So let's just say that, let's say there was a, a a run on the banks and that people became like just paranoid and they decided that I have to get my money out in cash form. Does their money actually become worthless at that point? Well, their cash isn't. Their cash holds its value. Now, but if nobody can operate by a cash system, well, because we don't currently operate no, by a cash No, but that's system. not the thing. That's not the thing. <clears throat> because if you can, like banks are only required to keep a certain percentage of deposits on hand as cash. So a bank can have, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars of deposits in a branch and they, I don't know what, I don't know what the percentage is, but they only have to keep a few million on hand as as cash. Okay, so if everyone comes in and says we want our money, and they are now required to pay out hundreds of millions of dollars, but, but we've only got tens of millions of dollars, or we've only got a couple of millions of dollars. So then, what happens is that everyone else just gets screwed. Like they, well, your money isn't here. We don't have your money. Okay, then that bank implodes because it can't sustain itself anymore. Well, now your money is just gone because it was all digital anyway, and there's no one here to access it anymore. The the structure doesn't exist for it to access anymore. So the cash then, in some senses, becomes even more valuable because they were able to, because it's 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 the law of... um, so were totally they smart time. to get their money out? <laughs> <clears throat> so they were being, they were, they were acting in self-preservation, but we are not individuals. We are a society. <laughs> and so if you only act on self-preservation, the systems that we've built here, not as a society, well, then society will implode on itself if you get too many individuals running around just looking to take care of themselves and then the the entire structure will implode in on itself will collapse to even the point of the individuals now no longer can sustain themselves so this is something that has been ha- that has been happening i mean in reverse to the 1% for a very long time now is that you have your Jeff Bezos, you have your um, Elon Musk's, you have your, um, you know, 
so on and so forth. You're Warren Buffett's, all of them. You know, you're ultra, ultra rich. You're ultra you're billionaires. billionaires. Yeah, hundred billionaires, right? Which we shouldn't have any of. Who have acted in self-preservation and not in a societal manner. Yeah. But they've been able to get away with it because they prop up just enough of the systems that the people become reliant, completely reliant upon those systems and that they won't buck those systems. So when they start making runs on the bank, that is threatening to your 1% now. Because your 1%, their assets are are almost entirely digitized. Almost well, almost entirely. Yeah, I mean, we so, found that out with so Elon money. Musk. Yeah, like with, with Elon. Like he lost like a hundred billion dollars in like a matter of days. No, right? I think it was I thought it was one point nine million. No, no, no. It was a, or it was a billion, a, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. So I don't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't anyway, call me on that. Anyway. anyway. The, the point is, is if that was cash money, you wouldn't have enough time in a day to lose that much money, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, like there's literally not enough time in the day to physically move that amount of cash money. But when it's zeros and ones, it can disappear just like that, right? It's just a shift in the market and disappears. So, so when you have a run on the banks, people start pulling their cash out. It starts to affect the zeros and ones because the bank can't sustain um, that level of withdrawal on the physical resources because the majority of its held assets are digitized. They're non-physical resources. And so therefore then that starts to create this, again, this chain reaction, this domino effect that could ultimately implode the whole system. So then Congress has to get up at 2 a.m. in the morning on a Zoom call and take emergency actions, which let's be real, that's what the government is there for. That they like th- that what happened there is exactly what they should be doing. That's exactly what they should be preparing for. That's exactly the stop gaps that should be in place to make sure because that there is they're a government yeah, of the okay, people and okay. for the people. They're a societal like the, to hold up it. the societal structures. I get it. But we have so many things that are so lopsided in the first place. We wouldn't be in this position if we had these massive corporate mergers. I mean, this is what I'm saying. That's why, okay. Like, and so, that has to be approved by the government yes. in order to have these so, mergers. The other side of it then is that you've got special interests at work to um, to build up the quantity of zeros and ones in any one particular right. account. And that they have corrupted the government significantly um, and and individuals within the government have become significantly corrupt to make sure that those systems stay in power, right? Right. Um, because so, what, what we learned in the pandemic on the level that the, the common person like us right. learns, you, you get an inkling, it's not going right. right. Things are not in your favor. But – then the pandemic happens and you get get the awareness, the information that it actually isn't going right. Uh, I wasn't prepared for this conversation, but um, but there was uh, there's been recent mergers of grocery stores to such an yes. extent that there's only a few who at the top 
own all the grocery it's stores. It's all the same system, Jess. I know. And what I'm saying is, is that that creates – the government was supposed to protect us from this monopoly happening so that we could keep cost of goods uh, competitive, which means that they're as low as they can go to – get buy-in from the community, but as high as they can go to actually make profit, right? But as a monopoly, if only a few own all, then those costs of goods can go up as high as they want to. Yes. And we're at the mercy of that. Yes. So so I guess what I'm saying is, is you say this is what the government was here for, but where the fuck was the government when no, we're okay. m- monopolizing Don't everything? Don't get me wrong. I'm saying that was an example of what okay. the government should be doing. I'm what I'm not saying is that the that shows how good our government is. I'm not saying that. Okay. Do we need to pause? Do we, we need to take to a little pause, break? Cuz I've been Didn't, drinking. This sounds drink. all too fucking familiar. Yes, can we from pause? Last can we please? I have to go pee pee. <laughs> okay, here's a quick little interlude. We're back. I'm better. I can pay attention. You feel better. You can pay attention. We should just wrap that up anyway, though. <laughs> okay. What What is your whole point with this, though? My whole point with this is that um, I, I don't know that we realize as a society how fragile we are. Like, how completely fragile we are. Like, we came really close to a massive problem. And, yeah, I think it was held off and I think we did fine mm-hmm. and there will be some things that maybe, you know, go into place to, to keep it from happening in the same kind of way again. But like, it was a real thing. It was a real threat. Well, okay. There's- and it was not from the outside. It was caused strictly from panic. And here's what I would say to that. I think of anything as a country, we have proven that we are a people prone to doing Fucked up shit just out of panic. Well, out of, yeah, out of fear. We are <laughs> on a mass level that is that is directly harming to ourselves mm-hmm. and others, and we just don't give a fuck because we're afraid. <laughs> so you mentioned this this big catastrophic moment that was thwarted. Maybe we'll see. Held at bay. Held we'll at bay. That. Um, but there are smaller, um. Smaller things that have catastrophic impact on a community, too. Uh, Recently here in the state of Washington, um, as of March 1st, um, the pandemic aid towards um, uh, families receiving... Through SNAP benefits. Through SNAP benefits. Yeah. um, Receiving um, uh, money for food. Yeah. Yeah. I think we used to call them food baskets or something like food that. Food stamps is what we food used to call them. Food stamps. Um, now so it comes in the form of a card. Yeah. A, a digital card. Or a digital zeros and ones. It, it's exactly um, what it is. Not no, real. I know. But um, so since we're in 2023, so um, pretty much three years, um, people have been receiving benefits at this level. And when March 1st hit in the state of Washington, these benefits had expired and just like that, just like gone that, overnight. 
And in the amounts of $600 and up, um, we're just no longer um, available. Um, Most people were unaware of this happening. I haven't heard of too many people going, I was preparing for this. Um, There were were warnings. There were things, but... But nobody really like like you like when you're in the middle of a crisis yourself and you're reliant upon those structures, you don't really hear the "Hey, it's all coming to an end" kind of thing. Yeah. You just kind of get well. Yeah. And and here's the interesting part. So a lot of a lot of families um, at the uh, at the very needful level in our economy um, were dependent on these benefits. And then suddenly they're just not there. It wasn't a tapering off or anything like that. Right. They're just suddenly not there. Right. The thing is, though, and this this is what has kind of hit me more recently, is that we we all prepared for that. <clears throat> what was it? Eight weeks that we were sure um, quarantined or whatever, and we we were given provisions to kind of stock up and prepare for those eight weeks in terms of businesses and individual families. And then there were some of these slow uh, bleed helps, I guess, um, that happened over the years. But it's actually right now the crisis of the pandemic seems more real than it was then. Right. And I don't don't own a business that was dependent on people walking through the door. So um, I... I'm sure that that crisis felt a lot different um, for those businesses, yeah. but um, but for people like you who lost your job in the pandemic, who people who are having to reinvent themselves, yeah. who are saying that this industry no longer exists or it doesn't exist in this way anymore, um, or all the fat was cut off of businesses and we're down to essential workers still only, or only still whatever. Um, we still have people who are um, reeling from the pandemic. Yeah. And then we're at this point where benefits then get taken away. It's not benefits taken away from or heavier taxes on those who are making a lot of money or, you know, I know I'm getting into a lot of territory here and I've had a gin and tonic, so I probably shouldn't be talking about any of it. <laughs> um, but the reality is, is that you talk about this momentary crisis. We might have held it at bay. It was all almost on the verge of collapse. But I also see this thing. There are other things that are not being held at bay. They're not being held at bay. Detrimental to and people. And we've, yeah. got, we've got families who just literally are short $600 or more a month overnight. And um, they really needed the assistance. Um, we have one of the highest or maybe the highest minimum wage um, here in the state of Washington um, at what was, what is it? 1578 or something an hour. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, I think. But uh, in order to sustain on one income, you essentially need $27 an hour to be able to, to live in the state of Washington. Yeah. When you factor in, Rent when you factor in right because basic necessities like you know food, power, internet right now you know because it wasn't like internet internet um sorry it wasn't like rent just went up a little bit because to to cover it 
rent outside of the pandemic was going up $500, $1,000 a month. People could not um, renew their leases right. and right. were moving into with family and other things. So um, we're not out of this by any means. No, and- but, but this is my point. My point wasn't, hey, did you hear about the banks? My point is that, hey, did you hear about the banks? I don't think we have any clue how fragile we are. Mm-hmm. Like all of our systems are how they're being propped up and how they're like, they're, they're all, it's a, it's a house of cards. Yeah. And it doesn't take much to go wrong to threaten the entire structure. And we, we held off on this thing this time, but what's going to come next that we're not going to hold off is what I'm saying. I'm I, like, there are, and I and I'm not saying that I have any kind of answers to it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like we have built these systems and we have become fully reliant upon these systems. They are now who we are. Um, you can't just say, "Hey, everybody, you know, smartphones have been nice, but really, it's uh, it's you know, it's it's destroying our um, it's destroying us as a as a society." So we're just going to like turn smartphones off. <laughs> you, you, you can't just undo things. Right. You can't just say now. That's why the, I mean, there was a documentary that, that was put out and I, I can't remember who put it out, but it was called Too Big to Fail. Um, and it was all about the banking bailout that happened, you know. Um, and, you know, almost a trillion dollars that was given to banks because they had mishandled their uh their business really is what it was and they started to uh they'd gotten way too fucking greedy is what happened and then when that system kind of imploded on itself they walked up to the government and said hey here's the deal you you let us experience the consequences of our bad decisions and the entire country is fucked so what do you want to do all right well here's almost a trillion dollars then because you're too big to fail. And they walked away and they wrote themselves, their CEOs, their COOs, their, you know, their C-level sweet people, hundreds of millions of dollars in bonuses in those years. In the same years that they got almost a trillion dollars in handouts from the, the American taxpayer because of their mismanagement. Okay. What do we do? Nothing. What are you, you going to do? You going to stop going to a bank? You going to you going to stop using your debit card? You going to stop using your credit card? Um, what what are you going to do? You know, you were just talking about you know the the SNAP benefits. Those come on a preloaded card. You going to you going to stop poor people from from buying food on their with their SNAP benefits? Well, gonna, they did. Well, okay, that's not the point. Um, <laughs> Um, the, the point is, is that it's too, it's too big. It's too ingrained. And so the only thing that can happen is that groups of people get fucked, but the banks are never going to get fucked. The, the, those CEOs, the 1%, the billionaires, they are never going to get fucked, but we well, it's okay. It's okay. Well, I guess that's my I guess that's my point. 
is that ultimately it always lands on the lower class. They ca- always they, they carry yeah. they carry the burden. There are, there's hardly even a middle class anymore, and um, you know, I, <laughs> I I I look at what we did a year ago. We sold our house. We took advantage of the market. Um, we sold our house, paid off debts, decided to do this nomad life because we thought, hey, we can live a different kind of life. We can have a smaller footprint. Um, we can use fewer resources. You know, it just made sense with the kind of world that we lived in. And what did we learn? We learned that the cities don't like nomads. They don't like us to be there. Right. So go stay in an RV park. Oh, but your rig needs to be newer than (laughs) 10 years old. Listen, Listen, your rig needs to be way less cool. Is what it was. Right. <laughs> right. So people who are actually trying to um, to lower their, to shrink their footprint, um, use less resources in the world, actually are. Try to live outside of the system. We live outside of the system and it's. Somewhat, yeah. It's, it's really, really hard. Yeah. And, um, you know, houses can get free solar here in the state of Washington. But Our house can't. Uh, nomads can't. Um, so it's just it's it's just really interesting that when you decide to try and do this thing and to differently, buck the system, and to say that we can live outside of this, you need a mass amount of money to be able to do that, and it's not actually like legit. Yeah, you need to get a lot closer to the one percent, and guess yeah. what? It ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Well, and what I'm finding um, in the nomad life is that many people who are doing it, not all, but many who are doing it, um, they are remote workers, um, employees or business owners, um, but they're making a lot of money. Um, The nomad life is really, really hard for those who just want to move city to city. And I mean, it's just... Who are trying to simplify and trying to simplify and, yeah, and yeah. reduce all of that. And and now I'm fucking dependent on Elon Musk for my internet and <laughs> and he just jacked terrible. those freaking prices up and it's and so horrible. It's yeah, Starlink's <laughs> a joke. Um unless you are completely rural out where no one else can get internet yeah, to you, then it's yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's such an upside down and backwards um, system. And I know you and I are thinking deeply on what it looks like for our family in that lower class of lower percentage of the world or of the United States. What does it look like for us to survive? And what we're coming back to is that it looks like, um, unless one of us wins the lottery, um, which it, we're not that hard lucky. Hard to do when we don't play it. Well, it's <laughs> Except also, for everyone's It's also while. hard to do when we're a magnet for, you know, unlucky. Right. Um, but uh, we're coming to this point, this point as a family talking more and more about how do we, how do we consolidate and resource together? How do we live more communally? Because single moms can't survive on one no. job. They need two to three jobs to survive. Um, at least here in the state of Washington. Right. At, um, at a super high minimum wage. Yeah. So 
because everything else is is high, you yeah. know, in particular rent. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, there's a part of me where where it's like I don't I don't want the catastrophic collapse, but gosh, I just wish this whole thing worked differently. Yeah. It makes you really contemplate whether this is the country you want to be a part of or if there's a different way of doing this or yeah. um or how we're supposed to do this long term um i don't want to be pessimistic but i just don't i just don't know how this whole thing holds up over time um if we're this rocky with one bank's worth of uh customers withdrawing their money what it, it could cause a whole collapse like yeah, and you know, just to kind of—I mean, not to get back into it at all—banks uh, shut down all the time. Mm-hmm. There was a particular set of circumstances, a, a confluence of things that came together to make this particular crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the reality is, is it happened, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> um, and so it's not like and and it's like one of those things where they, you know, you have these systems built up, and you you kind of say, yeah. But this would have to fail, this would have to fail, this would have to fail, mm-hmm. this would have to fail. And then we would have a problem. And we have, you know, things in place to make sure that all those things don't happen. Well, every once in a while, the stars align, you know, and uh, you 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 win that magic lottery and all of those things happen, you know. And it's like, oh, so it's possible, mm-hmm. you know. Um, on, a, on a side note, yeah. I did uh, skim a an article title. Oh, I thought you were going to say money. I was hoping you skimmed some money somewhere. No, no, no. But that there that uh, there are some places here in Spokane that rank in the top luckiest stores for lottery winners. Oh. Um, Fred Meyer over there on Thor is one of them. Really? So Joey Dang. Addington, please go buy us lottery tickets at the <laughs> We'll give you money. Fred Meyer. We'll give you Thor. money. But we have to keep track of which ones you buy on our behalf. Because I don't want you saying, no, no, that was mine. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So, yeah. Hey. um, Oh, wait. Road I did that totally wrong. Oh, I got us right in the middle of it. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. I just totally biffed it. Road story. Yeah, it's been a while. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We were talking earlier how we could literally do a whole episode on just road stories, and we might actually do it. Yeah, we might do it at some point. Yeah, yeah. But it will take a little bit of planning, but yeah. we've stored up some some road mm, stories for yeah. sure. Yeah. So how about you? What oh, You got man, a road story? I got a big one. Oh, I got a big one. And I, I debated on, on Don't sharing. Don't get too specific. Um, I think I know where you're going. Okay. So... W- we are staying at a state park here in Spokane, yeah. and yeah. Um, you know we've been here a while, and yeah, um, yeah you get to know your neighbors. <laughs> and uh, one morning, I'm standing at the sink, and I'm looking out the window because I, have, you know, all the window <laughs> coverings o- open, you know, and there's nowhere else to look but out the window, and I and I see our neighbor walk out. With he's in like a tent trailer, yeah, and um, walk out with two jars, any two jugs of OJ, right? That's what that right. was. Two jugs of OJ, Gatorade, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, and I see him pouring it into the the sewer 
He's like, sure. why would you do that? Why would you why pour would you your dump out just, just into the sewer? Yeah, some perfectly good Gatorade. Yeah, why yeah. would you pour that down yeah. the sewer? I did a little, <laughs> you know, it was that moment. But it was two large containers. I'm like, that was a lot of pee last night. <laughs> but I shouldn't, I, sh- I really, okay, it's a road story. It's not like I'm like totally putting the guy down because that was better than what I had when our pee tank froze. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, in the middle really of the gonna, night, really I have to go. Out. Yeah, we literally we we had a stock pot <laughs> that you cook pasta in that didn't doesn't actually work on our induction thing, but yes, we need yeah. to take we it back. We don't, we don't use, use it. it, but we needed to take it back to the storage unit, so it's just kind of taking up space here. Yeah, and when our pee tank, well, it's really gray water, but we put our pee in there. Um, when it froze. Like because it got stupid cold. It again. got stupid cold. You, so we, we were we had pee? a backup system in case we couldn't get yeah. make it out there oh, yeah. to the to the toilet. That's right. So yeah, funny I, enough, I think I'm the only one that used it. Yeah, I didn't use it. You didn't use no, it. No, <laughs> no. So I just got really dehydrated that, for like two weeks. All out that out of line. No, I would. I mean, it was this. It was this cross between. God, I'm kind of envious that you can do that. Although my daughter did give me a a girl pee t- funnel so that I could use it if I needed it. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, it's right, it's right in there. It's a, it's a, Are you serious? Have you a, used it? No. <laughs> I have not tried this I am so, magical thing yet. I am so intrigued. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> like, even pink. I want to know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty simple. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I've heard of these things, but yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's right in there. Yeah, we um, may have to do a little science experiment later. You? <laughs> anyway, so like I said, it was a little cross between wool and, and ooh. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> There's my road story. What's yours? Uh, all of a sudden, I'm blanking on road stories. <laughs> Because you're picturing me peeing in a so funnel. Great. That was <laughs> Ooh, so that's fantastic. Messed up. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, mm. it's very scientific, though. It's very like there's nothing weird about it. It's like, oh my God, we no, it's there. just all I'm thinking about is, mm, yes, we must analyze this. And <laughs> no, no, no. Let, okay, experiment. let's go to your road story. Let's get off of this topic as quick as we can. Please. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, you know, my road story. Has it really was about the the same thing. It was about completely freezing over here. Yeah. Now um, we're just not supposed to be here. <laughs> My road story is just me crying about how we're not supposed to be here. I have a tally chart going of how many times I have found you in the fetal position. <laughs> yeah. And because, uh, yeah, again, wonderful Spokane weather just decided to go down to like zero again, or I don't know if it got below this No, time. it was like negatives there for a while. Was it really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Again, my stories are boring you. You go into yawning. Yeah. And every time I talk, that's what happens. So It's called regulation. When your oh. body starts to regulate and get out of high stress <laughs> modes, you start to yawn. So it's scientific. Yeah. My, this whole truck is my road story. Because it's oh been God. that long since we have talked. So I, and I think we already talked about this a bit, so I, I can't really, you know, spend a whole lot of time on it. 
But my ability to underestimate literally everything is just ridiculous. It, no, I was going to say it's ridiculous. It's magical. The, the fact that we were trying to move into a truck that had no running water, had, um, had basic electricity going, um, had no toilet yet set up, didn't even have like the framing finished and all that kind of stuff. And I was trying to move us in here to take a four day journey down to Mexico. Four day? Are you kidding me? Casey, it was four days just to Arizona. No, and no, then no, it no. was another four days after that. Okay. So uh, I'm talking about like literal driving time. Like we had more time planned than that, but like literal driving time would have been like, anyway, whatever. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying whatever dude how I just I have a problem I have a real problem and I am I, I don't know how to fix it I don't know how to fix it because uh but we had because a- that would have been ridiculous I mean we were talking about loading up all the stuff in here and taking it like down with us like the I, are you kidding me we wouldn't have been able to move in here and this is our home we were like we were living in here on that on that journey Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had a, a certain kind of throuple with the, the gladiator. This is a whole we next did. level. Like, yeah. We did. It worked really, really well. It really fit yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. This this yeah. this is a, a different kind of adventure. There was equal love. It there this one is teaching us um a lot. Yeah. Um, some things we went way overboard. We didn't need to do all of that to make that work. Other things were like, oh, you totally missed the mark on that. Like this, uh, box that you made for the recording studio. Yeah. How many times a day do we hit our heads on it? (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. And we're still really not, we, we haven't even really explored getting that whole thing set up. Right. But there's just some things um, we just, yeah, it's just been, it's been hard. Yeah. And I think had we, you know, like other people that have a a space to be able to do the build, we were building in here with all of the supplies in here at the same time. It was like, uh, I'm trying to think of a comparison. Um. I don't, I can't think of something, but it's, it was just, it was, it's just been really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And so we can't am, decide if we like it or if we are, um, we can't decide if we're PTSD in or we're from out. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think we go back and forth a little bit because some days we'll talk about like, you know, parking and, you know, finding a spot to put yeah. down roots again. And, and then some days we're like, when we're on the road again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I think we go back and forth all the time, but you know, there, it, like that's a whole mash of road stories. Cause there are little, Oh my gosh, there's been so many, there's so many little road stories in there about freezing pipes and about, you know, draining, you know, pee, you know, gray tank water, um, to, you know, standing at the, at the composting toilet and, 
you know, using it. And then all of a sudden my socks start getting wet because it's leaking where it shouldn't be leaking. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just all the things that are like, really, really, Really? I just like, I, I just pissed my own socks, (laughs) but I did it from underneath. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like the tops of my socks aren't pissed. The bottoms of my socks well, are pissed. Like, how do you do that? You know? we, were, we were talking a, a minute ago about how you, when you pee in a composting toilet, um, you have to separate the pee and the poo. So right. you, which, anyway, it's a whole, probably a whole it's episode. A, it's a design. It's yeah. a design. Um, but we have it uh, so that the pee goes into our gray tank. So we're not right. using this little tiny container that it goes yeah. into and then have to dump it. Because that fill up every night. Yeah. Yes. But during the freeze, that would thing would have been awesome <laughs> because it's a giant Gatorade bottle that our neighbor didn't have. Yeah. Um, I know you, you kind of call him out for it, but I'm like, no, no, I'm just calling no, out the fact wanna, that yeah. I'm standing at my kitchen sink, making Watching oatmeal him do it. Wa- and I'm like, Oh, I did not want to see your pee in a bottle. Could you please use a dark black one? Yeah. The, the problem isn't what happened. The problem is, is that you witnessed it. I witnessed it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we're, we have sort of this, so you, you pee into the composting toilet and you normally, you know, hear your pee trickle in. And then there's like a second trickle because it's coming out of it <laughs> out and going of the in tube. tank. And yeah. It's like, I'm really confused. Am I still peeing? Which one am I doing? <laughs> am I doing one or am uh, I doing 1.5? Am I still peeing? <laughs> I, I don't know. Is it okay to stand up? <laughs> That's and what you said. Asher's very disturbed. I don't sit when I pee. <laughs> Asher's very disturbed that there's no water in the toilet. So disturbed. He doesn't. He get just it. doesn't know yeah, what to do with yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah. There's anyways. no water in there, Alma. <laughs> I don't know, Mama. Yeah. All right. Well, you know. Oh, I did it again. Oh gosh, dang it! I had the wrong. You're there. It is again. Here, I'll do it again. There we go. That You're was... out of I'm so. I'm. I'm out of sync right You're now. You're out of practice. I totally. Know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that it's. Uh, it is time to bring this one to a close. Oh, okay. Because I am very hungry. Yeah. Yeah, it's time to make dinner. So okay. Anyway, this is two weeks in a row. <gasps> don't no. count on a third, no, people. Don't. don't count on. A, don't hold us to nothing. The thing you can yeah. plan on is that we're unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't come out right. The, the thing that you can plan on is that you can't count on us, <laughs> <laughs> and we're just okay with that. We're just <laughs> gonna be just fine with that. Anyway. We have enjoyed being back, though. Um, I enjoyed it way more than I remembered enjoying it. I'm like, oh, why did we ever stop doing this? So anyway, I'm glad we're we're back, baby. So, all right. We'll see you, everyone.